Hey, hey, what's up, everybody? Pat Flynn here, and welcome to episode 177 of Ask Pat. Thank you so much for joining me today. A lot of you know that I had in the past a couple virtual assistants from the Philippines, and they were great. They were amazing. Currently, I have a team, but they're all U.S.-based, but I have worked with overseas workers before, and one of the most common questions I get has to do with working with VA. So let's hear that question today from Pete. Hey, Pat. This is Pete from ElfBoxes.com. I have a question about dealing with uh, virtual assistants and people that you contract overseas to do stuff with your website or to handle your tasks. Uh, When you deal with someone like that, uh, would you have to uh, do a W-9 or something like that like you would for an American? And uh, when you're filing out your taxes and, you know, keeping track of your expenses, uh, when dealing with these virtual assistants and people overseas, uh, is there anything that you need to keep in mind with that? Is it still fully deductible, stuff like that? Uh, thanks for taking the time to answer these questions, Pat. Pete, thank you so much for the question. And, you know, this is, like I said, a very common question. And, you know, I'm not I'm not a lawyer and I'm not a professional accountant or CPA, which is why I asked my accountant, Dave, over at ProfitWiseAccounting.com over here in San Diego, um, he's awesome, by the way, uh, I asked him this question so we can get a true answer and, uh, you know, there's some more links. If you go to the show notes at askpat.com, again, for episode 177, you'll see a link to a post that that talks in more detail about this. But I'm going to try and summarize and talk a little bit about this um, based on his answer. So I asked Dave, Dave, I have a question for Ask Pat that I'd love your help on. The question is, when you contract someone overseas, do you have to issue them a W-9? And he came back to me, and like I said, he's awesome because he said, would love to comment on this. And he says, in an ideal situation, you would not have to issue them a 1099-MISC form. Now, for those of you who are overseas right now, this might not matter to you. Uh, You might just listen to every Ask Pat episode, and that's awesome. Uh, But this is sort of specifically for those in the U.S. hiring overseas, but it could still be interesting to you. So sort of I'm going to get back to our regularly scheduled program. But but that's like what I said earlier, an ideal situation. You don't have to issue anything and you don't have any tax reporting obligations. But there are other considerations you need to look at first. And so there's a post on actually uh, my, my lawyer's site that you can read written by Dave because uh, my lawyer was getting a lot of these questions as well. If you go to askpat.com slash overseas, overseas, that will take you to this post where you can get more detailed information on this. But I'm going to I'm going to sort of go over this uh, page right now for you just so you kind of understand what's going on. So on this page, he says, you know, you're probably aware if you hire an independent contractor in the U.S., you are generally required to report payments if over $600 annually on Form 1099-MISC, which means you have to give them a W-9 to fill out and then they, you know, so on and so forth. Conversely, when you hire an overseas independent contractor, you typically will not have any tax withholding or reporting obligations. However, there are several conditions that must be met in order to be excluded from withholding and reporting obligations when hiring overseas. So you have to answer these three questions. The first one is, does the worker meet the requirements of independent contractor status? So this is like the most complex step to make sure that this person can be considered an independent contractor. And actually, the IRS has a list of like 20 questions to consider whether or not that person that you're working with is an independent contractor. A key factor is the control you have over the work that they do. You know, it's like if you have the right to control 
or direct only the result of the work and not how the work will be done, um, then the person is generally considered an independent contractor. You know, they're independent from the work that they do, but they are required to sort of fulfill the the duties of what they're doing. Not not you're you're not actually telling them how to do what they do. You know, which if you have an employee, for example, you have the ability to tell that person, for example, how to do certain things uh, to to get the job done. So that, I mean, there's there's more stuff in this post here. Again, that's askpat.com/slash/overseas. But that's a big uh, requirement. And sort of a, on on a side note, there's a lot of co- countries now that are enacting laws to protect independent contractors. And if you're thinking of hiring overseas, especially if, they'll be, if they're going to be providing substantial services for your business, you can avoid unpleasant surprises by carefully checking the in-country laws because some, uh, some countries, for example, like in Spain, an independent contractor who spends 75% or more of their full-time effort working for a single client, they might actually be classified as economically dependent autonomous workers who must be provided benefits such as paid time off and severance pay. So uh, just be careful there. Now, the next question you're going to have to ask yourself um, is, in what country does the worker maintain residence? So it's important that you want to actually verify the worker's country of residence to make sure he is not or she is not a U.S. resident. And the best way to obtain proof is to have the independent contractor complete and sign the W-8BEN form, and, um, you know, the, the, the tax requirements are often tied to the resident status of you, the payer, versus that of the independent contractor. So in general, if you're not a resident of the country and have no permanent establishment in the country in which the independent contractor is a resident, then there's not a, a requirement to withhold taxes on payment or file employment tax reports. So, for example, if you hire an independent contractor in India and your business is solely located in the U.S., Uh, In most cases, you will not be required to withhold any taxes or report payments made. Now, finally, the last thing you need to consider is where the services are being performed. In most cases, the overseas independent contractor will be performing the work in the country of his or her residence. So compensation paid to a non-resident alien uh, for services performed outside of the U.S. is not considered wages and is not subject to withholding. However, if the non-resident alien comes to the U.S. to work for part of the time, the result can be different, and there's a lot more stuff going on there. So just, again, check out, check out the post uh, at askpat.com slash overseas. But in most cases, and again, I'm not a lawyer, I'm not a professional, make sure you get um, you know the word from your CPA or professional accountant. Uh, in most cases, you won't need to, to report anything if you're working with somebody overseas. So that's that. Whew. That was uh, probably one of the most technical questions we've gone over so far. So anyway, Pete, I hope that answers your question. Thank you so much, or at least gives you some direction or something to think about when you discuss this with your CPA. And uh, an Ask Pat t-shirt is going to be headed your way. Thank you so much. For those of you listening, if you have a question you'd like potentially featured here on the show, just head on over to askpat.com. Thanks so much. Thanks again to Dave from ProfitWiseAccounting.com, my CPA. He's awesome. And uh, let's uh, finish with a quote. And today's quote is from Jim Rohn, and he says, Formal education will make you a living. Self-education will make you a fortune. Cheers, thanks so much, and I'll see you the next episode of Ask Pat. Hey there, thank you for listening to Ask Pat 2.0. Now, you might have noticed that we haven't published a new episode in a while, and that is because in 2023, after 1,269 episodes, we decided to sunset the show. For now, at least. And this way, we can focus our energy and efforts on our other podcasts and other projects 
That being said, all 1,269 episodes are still live and downloadable, and the published dates may be old, but there are still a ton of questions I've answered on the show and people I've coached. Those episodes are just as valuable as they were back then. So you can also visit smartpassiveincome.com slash askpat to dig through the archives. Plus, there's a search tool on the website that lets you search across our podcasts and blog. And of course, the Smart Passive Income podcast is still live and energetic and awesome and publishing twice a week. So make sure you're subscribed there so we can still continue this conversation. And we have some of the foremost experts and thought leaders in entrepreneurship on the show every single week. So you definitely don't want to miss it. Again, check it out. It's the Smart Passive Income podcast. Just find it wherever you're listening to this podcast. You can find it there as well. Thank you again for listening in and I'll catch you in the next one. Cheers.